0: Welcome to the Empowering Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Crystal Kelsey. If you are looking to empower your life, to take control, to become successful, happy, and healthy, you have come to the right place. Sit back and relax. You are in for a treat. All right, well, welcome back to the Empowering Mentor Podcast. I am so excited today. I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Erin Schmidt, and I am just so excited to have her here today. She is just doing some really incredible things.
1: And let me, have Erin, tell me about what, what are you doing right now? What's yeah, that? well, yeah, Crystal. I live in Amarillo, Texas, and I'm a mom of two. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a registered nurse, a keto coach, and I'm a personal trainer, specifically focusing on teaching new runners to run their first five k. That is my that is my love when it comes to personal training.
0: Wow, that is just incredible, just incredible. Yeah. Like it's such an array of different you know possibilities out there for you. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to have you on the show today. We had gone through, um, you know, just really talking about our life journey and, you know, it was such a big topic of like, especially on my podcast about, you know, bouncing back from setbacks or anything that has happened in the past that we've been able to overcome. And as I see you sitting here now, I mean, you are just an amazing, amazing person and the energy radiates from you. You're such a positive person. And we had sort of talked about, you know, (laughs) some of the things that had happened in your life. And would you like to share some of some of that with our speakers? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to thank your listeners so much for listening. Um, And Crystal, I feel the same way about you. I think that's why we attracted each other into our own lives, you know, is because we do have so many things in common and I'm just, um, I'm just glad to be here. So thank you so much for having me, Um, you know, talking about overcoming setbacks That is something I love to talk about. And I'm so glad you asked about that. Um, The biggest setback that I've overcome, and I know Crystal, you've, you've overcome this in your own life as well, is just the setback of divorce. Mm -hmm. It's when we think that um, everything is perfect. We've done everything right. And then everything falls apart and we have to completely rebuild. You know, I know that's why you and I are such kindred spirits because that's, that's what we have both had to do. Um, so my story, I was born in Amarillo, Texas. I'm the oldest of three kids. I have two younger brothers. My parents split up whenever I was a senior in high school, and I think that kind of put me on the path to getting married too early. You know, um, whenever my parents split up, it was like I wanted out of the house. I was dating my high school sweetheart, and so we got married when I was 18. You know, it was like I I was out of there. I had to get away from the pain and the sadness and, you know, just the chaos that happens whenever a marriage breaks up. So we, um, he was in the military. And so we spent several years living in Germany. We lived in Washington state. We just had crystal, honestly, the most fun life. We just had many super fun years together. And we decided after he got out, like after he got back from Iraq, he went to Iraq in all of, in 2005, we decided it was time to start a family. So we'd been married about seven years, decided it was time to start a family. We had come back home to Amarillo bought a house. I had finished nursing school. Like it just seemed like everything was just perfect. We were just on this path. He was out of the service. So we're going to start this family. And I mean, I got pregnant within six weeks. It was super quick. Yeah. We were like, we were ready. Like, like I told you, like we had done everything right. Or so it seemed. So we, um, when I was about five months pregnant one night we were sitting on the couch Crystal and I will just never forget it. He, I could tell something was going on and I could tell something wasn't right. And that night on the couch, five months pregnant, he said he did not want to be married anymore, that he didn't love me, that it was over. And so that's kind of really, that was like the turning point in my life, I guess, of, of thinking that I'd done everything right. Everything was great. And he dropped this bombshell on me that he did not want to be married anymore while I was sitting there five months pregnant.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a shocker. You know, I'm um, so sorry to hear that. But thank you so much for being so open. Well, sure. Um, being so open. So, may I ask, like, uh,
1: what happened?
0: Like, did,
1: you know, well, to this day, I really don't know. I don't know all that happened on his end. You know, I know that he probably came home from, the military with, you know, scars that I did not know about. I didn't know to look for. Um, I think I was really wrapped up in all the things that we were doing, you know, buying the house, moving back home, getting pregnant, all that, that I was just thinking everything was great. And I wasn't looking for, and I was young, you know, I was 25, 26 years old. So I just wasn't, I just didn't know the signs to look for that he was struggling. Um, So he did, he, he moved out while I was pregnant. He moved back in a few weeks later and said he, you know, he wanted to try and then he was there when our son was born, but then he left again when our son was one week old on the, the one week, you know, the day my son turned one week old, he left and that was that. So I was just, you know, instantly a single mom. That was not my plan for my life, you know, of course. And, uh, but what I found crystal and what I, I want to, you know, share with your listeners is sometimes. Whenever we face our biggest setback, our biggest challenge, our biggest heartbreak, you know, that is when we really find our own calling, you know, it's, it's, it's how we find who we are, and who we're supposed to be because looking back on that now that was 14 years ago, you know, I'm a completely different person and I I do believe I found my life's calling through all that. So it's just wanting to encourage your listeners that that there is hope on the other side of whatever pain they're experiencing, whatever the personal disaster is, you know, the personal tragedy, there can be so much good that comes after that. And I, I just believe that.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I'm so happy that you see it. Like you can see now that you've moved, moved past it and be able to look from the outside and to see like, actually like, the blessing that was, I yep. was in there. Now, can you imagine, like, if you were still in that situation?
1: No, I, I had, I don't have a brain cell for imagining yeah. what it would be like to still, you know, cause I, I'm sure, I mean, I would just be such a different person. And that's not to say I wouldn't be a good version of myself. You know, I'm sure there's many versions of myself that I could be, but I'm so happy with who I am now. And I'm so proud of what I've overcome and the healing I found and the forgiveness I found, you know, Crystal, I've completely forgiven him for everything that he put me through. He's a great dad to our son. Um, I feel like we have a good co-parenting relationship. So I, I can't, I can't imagine if we were, if we were still together because so much of the blessing that's in my life now could have never come through that relationship. I don't think. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so amazing. I know like for like, um, Like you said, we do have a lot of similar uh, similarities Mm -hmm. and, you know, do you feel like how you have changed so much? Like, do you find like that you're
1: surprised about how strong that you had to be? Yeah, but you don't realize it at the time, you know, you absolutely don't realize crystal. I know you and your listeners can relate you what, whenever you're going through a personal tragedy, you're just focused on survival. You know, it's not until you look back that you realize how strong you truly are. You know, crystal, I will tell you like laying on the kitchen floor, crying, laying in my bedroom floor, crying my closet floor, crying, you know, I certainly didn't feel strong, but I was, you know, I still had this newborn baby that I was taking care of. I was learning how to be a mom. You know, I should have been surrounded by that support and I was not, you know, from his dad. And so, yeah, like I look back on that and that, that took tremendous strength, but you, you know, in the midst of it, it was just, it just felt like survival and it didn't feel like I was surviving very well. It just, it just felt like I was just getting by day to day, but it's when we look back on those struggles that we see, just this beautiful, brilliant strength that we have. And I think it's in all of us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think is like, when was the pivoting point for you that like going through all of this stuff that you was actually able to turn back and be like, wow, look
1: how far I've come. Yeah, well, I think, honestly, one of my, you know, on any journey like this, there's multiple, you know, multiple turning points. But I think the first one that I experienced um, on this journey were, it was like, where if I felt things starting to turn, where I felt like that first like glimpse of hope, like that things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It was probably when my son was about seven weeks old or so, not seven weeks, seven months old. Mm -hmm. And Crystal, I was still doing the crying in the floor, crying in the kitchen, you know, just not, not thriving by any means. Mm -hmm. And I was going to therapy. I was going to church, you know, I was staying connected with my friends and family, but I still like, I just was not thriving. And I had heard that, Um, runners, like running made people feel good. And so I don't come from an athletic background or an athletic family, but I was like, well, okay, like I either need to, something drastic has to happen. You know, something's got to change. And I heard running made you feel better. So I'm going to learn to be a runner. So I found this beautiful book and I keep it right here with me. It's called the beginning runner's handbook. Mm-hmm. And I, my best friend bought me a jogging stroller and I took off and I put my baby boy in that jogging stroller and I decided I was going to become a runner. And that was like the first inkling of that. There was hope for me. Absolutely. And then I went on these workouts three days a week and my friends heard what I was doing. And so they would come over and push the stroller so that I could actually run without like holding the stroller. You right. know, it's really hard, you know, to not run without your arms. Exactly. And so they would come over and they'd push him and I would run. And not long after I got started, a friend of mine asked if I would be interested in running a 5k. Well, I didn't know how long a 5k was. Well, she told me it's 3.1 miles. And I was like, well, I think I could do that. And I started going to these races and running crystal, not in fancy, cool gear, not in cool shoes, you know, and i realized that like these people like this community that that there is around health and wellness they don't care about my baggage about i'm divorced they don't care that i'm a single mom they don't care what the struggle is like everybody's just there so supportive and that's where it really started to turn for me is when i decided, i discovered that i have this love of physical activity i have this love of this community that's around you know activity running wellness And I just saw, like, I started to see that light at the end of the tunnel for me, that, that there was something I could participate in people that I felt like I belonged with. And crystal, that's honestly how I found healing was through moving my body. Like that blood flow is it's got to get going in order to find healing. So that was, that's the turning point for me. A thousand percent
0: yeah um, I just want to
1: like jump out of my chair I know you. Just, I see <laughs> I
0: see all this energy is just like yeah. you're just like as you're talking about it yeah yeah and, like, mm-hmm. so, like, <laughs> is, I think that's what's great about like, <laughs> it is something very special that between runners or like you get in that mindset
1: and you're mm. so right did you
0: feel like you know that you sort of like found your people
1: yeah and I still feel that way I mean Crystal those people that I met doing the running. There are people that I'm, I'm still friends with this day to this day. And I actually like met my husband or fell in love with my husband, my current husband through running and, and activity. So I, it just opened the door. I mean, to healing, to new relationships, to forgiveness, to this healthy, strong body that I had not had before. You know, I've, I've not ever really struggled with my weight necessarily, but prior to this, this, health journey, I was not not healthy. I mean, the night my husband said he was leaving, I was sitting on the couch eating hot dogs, yeah. you know, and canned yeah. chili. And so yeah. I was I was far from the picture of health back then. So it just I mean, it just changed everything.
0: Yes. Totally. Yeah, your whole life like totally mm-hmm. pivoted. And you mm-hmm. just like total, total transformation. Of, yes. Yeah, existence. Um, wow, that is just incredible. I I've got to say like, it does, it takes a lot of strength to do that. And, you know, with the, the running and when you started out and did you feel like there was a lot of emotions coming up when you were starting to run?
1: Yes, but I have always been really bad about repressing those down. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, I've always, that's something to this day that I work on, you know, saying the things that I need to say, feeling my feelings um, but yes, running definitely lifts like the mental fog and it really makes us come face to face with what we're feeling. Absolutely. And I, I think that running helped me let some of those feelings go so that I wasn't just holding on to them and just feeling them over and over. It was just like a way to like raise my vibe, lift the mental fog and let some of those things go. If that makes sense.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never, don't know if you've ever heard of like, when we go through traumatic experiences, how like these traumatic experiences actually like find places in our body and they get trapped. So with like the running and getting your movement in, whether it's running or you're doing like aerobics or biking, anything like that, or like where you're drawing your, your body, then it actually helps to get that energy out.
1: I believe that. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I've never really heard of that or thought of that, but that, that makes so much sense to me.
0: Yeah. If I could remember the author is that the body keeps the score. I don't Uh know if
1: you've ever heard of it or not. Uh Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's a, it's absolutely amazing, but yeah. How your body just like keeps that sort of like how, like how we get thoughts in our brains that lead to us, to our beliefs and Mm -hmm. like how it (laughs) wires our brain. Yes. (laughs) Yes. and you, we have those, those pathways. Well, it's the same thing. Like it gets, it gets stored within your
1: body. Yeah. Well, there you go. Then movement's yeah. definitely the key to listening that up and letting some of that go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you are a running coach. So can you explain a little bit to me, like some of like your um, recommendations or anything to anybody of our listeners who might be interested in starting to get running or start finding some enjoyment in running.
1: Absolutely, man. What a great question. Um, my my first advice to people that want to take up running is to do so very, very gradually. Um, what I find is that sometimes when we decide we want to run, we get really gung-ho about it and like I'm gonna go out and run a mile. And if your, you know, your heart, your lungs, your joints, your muscles are not used to the stresses of running, going a mile is way too far. And so you're gonna end up, you're definitely gonna be sore, you know, and hurting the next day but you very possible that you could get an injury. And so I can't, I, I can't, you know, emphasize enough the, the magic of starting really, really small. And that's why I love my beginning, beginning runner's handbook, because it recommends starting off with 30 second increments of running at a time, walking four and a half minutes, running 30 seconds, walking four and a half minutes, and just gradually building up. Um, also, you know, I I would recommend that your listeners, if they're interested in, in running is that they get a partner, you know, somebody that can go out there with them, that they can be accountable to, because it's a very easy, Chris for us to let ourselves down and be like, no, I don't feel like doing that today, but it's a lot harder to let someone else down. When, when we know they're showing up, they're going to meet us for the workout. Um, there have been so many times, I have two running partners now, like there's a hundred times I wouldn't have gone to run had they not been waiting for me, but they were. So like, I better get those shoes on and get out there. But you've got to, you know, you've got to let your, your body and your mind adapt to the stresses of running. Absolutely. And I can't say enough about, you know, sign up for a race, like sign up for a 5k because you will find the greatest community. You will find people who run the whole thing. in you know, 17 minutes, you will find people that walk it in 45 and you will, it's just, it can be for anybody. You know, you can get out there, move your body, get some sunshine and fresh air. And if you sign up for something, then you've got something holding you accountable. You know, there's that accountability piece like, okay, I put money into this. I said, I was going to do it. So I better get prepared and be there. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Accountability is so key. Mm -hmm. And I I love how you bring up that point. And, you know, to get a partner, get somebody that is going to hold you accountable, somebody who's going to push you to get out there, even when you don't feel like it, maybe it's raining out or snowing out and just especially when you're first starting, because it it is something new and it's, you know, driving
1: you outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's right. And you can be that accountability for someone else. You know, that accountability goes both ways. There's plenty of times when my running partners may not be feeling it, but I'm like, let's go. It's going to be so fun. Here we go. You know, so I can be that for them and they're that for me. So it definitely goes both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that also like to have that goal of like having an endpoint where you're like, you have the 5k, you've signed up for the 5k, you have that goal, it's attainable. And then That feeling of after you get across the finish line.
1: Oh man, there's nothing like it, huh? (laughs) You just run the race just to get that feeling. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. And then Crystal, your listeners, and I know you know this, like as soon as you do that 5k, well, what happens in your mind? Like, oh, I could do more. What (laughs) if I could do a 10k? What if I could do a half marathon? Like it just builds on itself and you find this strength that you had no idea. You had no idea was in you.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what about your confidence?
1: Well, you know, it's so cool because not many people can say that they're runners. And so it's just such a good feeling to be able to identify as that, you know, I know you would probably agree with that as well. And, it, you know, training to run these races lets me know that if I put my mind to something, I can do it because I've proven to myself that I can. And so it's that self-fulfilling prophecy about myself. I know that I can accomplish what I put my mind to. And here's how I know it, because I've trained for these races and done it, which means that can translate to other things. So it definitely boosts my confidence towards things that I'm not sure if I can accomplish yet. Well, cause I know I've done other things before, so maybe I can do this too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how do you think that like with the running, like how it like really trains our mind
1: as well? Oh man, it takes discipline, but, but any form of exercise does, you know? And that was one thing I, I meant to mention to your listeners is if they're thinking about, um, starting some form of exercise, just find something that you enjoy. You know, if the thought of running just makes you sick and you, it's something you'd never want to do. And you see those runners out there and they <laughs> look like they're crazy people, like find something that you love. Like yeah, Crystal, have you heard, you've seen Zumba probably. Absolutely. Zumba? Yeah. Okay. I cannot do Zumba. I have tried. Oh it hurts my feet. <laughs> I, I have no rhythm. I hate it. And so if, if I thought Zumba was the kind of exercise I had to do to be okay, I would, you know, I would never do it. So it's just so beautiful that there's so many options and your listeners can find something that they enjoy, you know, whether that's swimming or it's lifting weights or it's walking in the neighborhood in the evenings. There's some, I really believe there's something for everybody. I really, really do. You just got to find something you enjoy or you're not going to do it
0: absolutely I mean I think that's like the first battle of just like finding what you truly is enjoy, yeah. you because yeah. you're right if you're out there and it's not going to have the same effect like so like let's say you're I really don't want to go running. This is horrible. This is horrible. And you're running and you're saying, this is horrible. This is horrible. Yep. You know, you're not going to get that dopamine. Those Mm -hmm. endorphins aren't going to release because you're, you're
1: saying, you're not enjoying yourself. Yeah. And everything's going to hurt. Everything hurts. When we do that, you feel every ache and pain. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Every step is like one step. Yep. 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 My yeah. shins hurt. My knees hurt. My hips hurt. My back hurts. I mean, when I'm when I'm in that bad bad mindset, everything hurts.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yep. so definitely. Love how you say that. Like, it definitely makes a difference. Find something that you love to do. Find movement. You know, I think a lot of people get turned off with the sound of like exercise, but. Mm-hmm movement in general whether you like to go kayaking or like you can you know even walking gets downplayed but there are Uh so many forms of exercise that we can do yeah um i was gonna ask you also so when you started with the running did you notice that your nutritional needs had to change
1: Well, if that's funny, you would ask, I actually started the running while I was breastfeeding my son. Mm -hmm. And so I was already taking in like thousands of calories a day, you know, because of, because of nursing him. Um, But I'll tell you what I've noticed as I've continued on. Like I started running at 26 while I'm now 40 and running at 40 is not the same as running at 26. And so (laughs) have you noticed that too? Yes, I noticed that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, girl, I have to pay so much much more attention to like getting my water in not eating things that are fried um not eating sugar you know i i really have noticed that if if i eat low quality things now or i don't drink enough water everything hurts a lot more you know i get shin splints more um i just don't have the endurance i don't have the stamina um, To keep up. So I I think my nutrition was on point originally, just because just from having the baby, you know, and having to have enough calories to fuel him. Um, But man, I've had to pay attention to that so much more as I'm getting older in my 40s. And I'm sure as I, you know, as I continue to age, I'll have to pay even more and more attention to that. So yeah. definitely. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I can attest to that. Yeah. It's definitely a lot different <laughs> than when I was like 25 now being in, in my forties, it does make a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like realize like when you was like running and stuff, do you notice that you um do crave different foods than you, you would, if you weren't running?
1: Oh yeah. I definitely like, if I want to, if I've been working out consistently and I want to eat something bad, that thought always comes to me of like, you you've burned all these calories. Why are you going to put them right back on with whatever this food is, or, you know, you've got to run tomorrow and this is going to make your shins hurt. You know, this is going to make you not be able to go as far as you want. So, I mean, it definitely, there's that mind body connection Mm -hmm. where I can like, talk to myself and positively not like, Oh, you can't have this, but right. like, Hey, think about how this is going to affect that run. And it makes a lot of that stuff just to turn off when I know that I'm training for something. Um, and I've got a goal that I want to accomplish. That's one reason why, the, you know, having a race that you're signed up for is so important because it like makes you stay on track with the eating, with the getting your workouts in, you know, it's so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. And um, just definitely a, a, core, a correlation there. I could talk, but yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there anything that you would like to leave us with as like any like motivational or anything, any like your golden tip that you, you have? Yes,
1: there is. There's something that I... I really want to encourage your audience with, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm a nurse and we've been talking about over setbacks, overcoming trauma. Um, and I, I just have to reiterate that the only way that I found healing was through getting my blood flowing. You know, Crystal, I was, like I said, going to church, hanging out with my friends, going to therapy, reading the books, you know, doing the things I was supposed to be doing to try to find that healing. But I did not find the healing until I got my blood flowing. And it's the same, you know, that those were emotional wounds. It's the same crystal with physical wounds. If we've got a surgical wound, a pressure wound, a diabetic wound, it's not going to heal without blood flow. Even even if everything else is on point, wounds don't heal unless we get that circulation to it and get, you know, get the blood flowing to it. So I want to encourage your listeners. If, if they're going through something traumatic, they've got a wound that needs healing and they've tried everything else to, to instigate that healing, but they haven't tried exercise. I really want to encourage them to try that, like get that blood flowing and see if that helps open the doors to the healing process. Cause I really believe that it will. I totally agree with
0: you. And that mm-hmm. is awesome advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Golden.
1: Yes. Well, thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here today and just like taking your time out. And I know that you're very busy because you also have your podcast as well. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I would love that crystal. So my podcast is coming out January 5th. It's called happy, healthy fit with Aaron Schmidt because I'm a sucker for words that rhyme. So I just, I thought that was, that was fun, but Crystal, it's all about introducing my listeners to all the different ways that we can bring more health, happiness, and fitness into our lives. So I'm, you know, a big fan of the keto diet. I'm a big fan of running, but there's about uh, countless other ways to be healthy and happy and fit and so I just want to bring, bring people you know like you on that have a story about being happy or being healthier just to show the listeners all the different ways that they can bring that into their lives you know and just sharing the true stories of people who have done that themselves
0: right. oh I just I absolutely love that and it yeah. is so true like we're all such individuals like we mm-hmm. it's not like a you can't we don't have a book and that book is for everybody or a manual of like everything right. that we're supposed to eat or different movements that we're supposed to do. We're all different. We all need
1: yep. different things. So I love that you mentioned that as well. Yeah. So where do we find you? Yeah. Well, I'm fairly new to Instagram. So I'm working on that. My I'm, I'm keto running coach on Instagram. And then I've got a Facebook page called that keto thing. It's T H A N G because I'm in Texas. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's my keto Facebook group for, um, ketogenic inspiration, education recipes. And then, um, of course just Erin Schmidt on Facebook. Awesome. And could you spell your last name for us? Yes. It's S C H M I D T. All right. Perfect. Awesome.
0: Cause I didn't know whether I pronounced that right the first time. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on um, my show today. And I'm sure like our uh, listeners get so much value today and I just really I hope appreciate so.
1: you. Well, Crystal, I appreciate you. I just think you're amazing.
0: Oh, you're amazing. Honestly, girl. <laughs> Go check out her podcast, follow her. She is absolutely amazing. Your energy is completely infectious. Thank you. (laughs)